0: listeners and welcome to ohio mysteries the holidays are upon us and ohio mysteries wants to thank you for tuning in two times a week to listen to our show please tell a friend or family member about us it is the fastest way we can grow also if you haven't already please head on over to our facebook group just search ohio mysteries inside facebook and you will find us now let's throw another log on the fire campers it's time for a new mystery I'm your co-host, Steve Yoder, with us, as always, is our storyteller and journalist who spent 30-plus years telling these kinds of stories with the Akron Beacon Journal, Paula Schleist.
1: Hi, everybody. When you think of paleontology, the study of ancient life, I'll bet you think of dinosaurs, maybe found in the American West, or bones of the first Homo sapiens found in Africa, wherever your mind goes. I'll bet it's not Ohio, but why shouldn't it be? Ohio is ancient land hiding ancient secrets, even way older than the prehistoric Indians who built the mysterious earthen mounds and sculpted that huge serpent effigy from the soil of Adams County. People were living here as long as 14,000 years ago, carrying stone tools, walking with mastodons and mammoths, and working out how to survive at the end of the last ice age. These early people are a mystery to us, but every once in a while we find something that offers us clues as to who they were and how they lived, like the burning tree mastodon. When it was discovered in central Ohio in 1989, it became an international sensation for so many reasons. First, it was the most complete American mastodon skeleton ever found, still is. Second, the mastodon had spear marks on its ribs giving scientists insight into what strategies early hunters may have used to catch such gigantic prey. Thirdly, it had living bacteria in its gut, original organisms that somehow had survived more than 10,000 years buried in the ground. You could say the mastodon was something of a Christmas gift to the science world when it was discovered December the twelfth, nineteen eighty-nine. It was two thirty in the afternoon, and Phil Flower, crane operator for Flowers Excavating Company, was digging a new pond on the Burning Tree Golf Course grounds, off Ridgely Tracked Road near the village of Hebron. It was to be a water hazard for the new course. That's when his dragline shovel caught on something that he could tell wasn't a rock and wasn't a log. It turned out to be a four-foot-long skull. Look, I found a dinosaur, he shouted. Within minutes, the property owner called in state and local archaeology authorities, who saw it wasn't a dinosaur, but something very exciting nonetheless, They pulled together a team of volunteers who jumped in without hesitation despite the bitter winter cold and blowing winds. Over the next few days, and through a snowstorm, the fossil was excavated by the Ohio Historical Society and the Licking County Archaeology and Landmark Society. Mastodons roamed all over the globe and were once pretty common in Eastern America. We found 150 of them in Ohio alone. They were cousins to modern elephants, but way bigger, 20 feet long, 10 feet tall at the shoulder, and up to 10,000 pounds. Each tooth was larger than a human hand, and they had 100-pound tusks that they used for digging in the dirt and uprooting trees in search of food. They were also covered in shaggy brown hair, probably an evolutionary adaptation due to the harsh wintry climate they were living in. Ohio archaeologist Bradley Leper was among the team of people who painstakingly coaxed the animal from the ground that winter. It was 95% complete. Now, Leper knew archaeologists had found preserved digestive systems during similar digs, and he wondered if they would get so lucky. As workers brushed dirt from the area around the intestines and stomach, he watched carefully. A few years ago, Leper told the Columbus Dispatch, amid this dark brown, almost black peat, there was a strip of reddish-brown or purplish-brown, like liver-colored, and it smelled really bad. It smelled like a sewer. Anyway, he grabbed some Ziploc bags, filled a few of them with what appeared to be the stomach contents of the mastodon, and froze them. In all the excitement of digging out and cleaning the animal's bones, Leper all but forgot about the stinky dirt. Until a few months later, when Leper spoke to a group from Ohio Wesleyan University touring the Ohio Historical Society. Leper said he mentioned the gut contents to the tour group when someone in the back of the crowd raised his hand and asked if the bags had been tested for bacteria. <laughs> Leper responded, "'Well, these are 13,000 years old. There's not going to be any bacteria.'" But the guy who raised his hand wasn't going to take that for an answer. The guy was Jerry Goldstein, a professor of botany and microbiology. He asked for and received some of the samples and took them back to his lab. That's when he discovered, 13,000 years old or not, the prehistoric bacteria was alive. When the Columbus Dispatch did a story on the 30th anniversary of this discovery, they found Goldstein still had the bacteria in his lab and was keeping them alive. In all, 38 species of bacteria were isolated and, for a time, were the oldest known living organisms anywhere on Earth. I found out that later someone found even older bacteria in an insect that had been preserved in amber, so our mastodon doesn't hold that distinction anymore. But still, 13,000-year-old organisms, pretty amazing. Now, the gut contents also advanced our knowledge of mastodons in other ways. We used to think their diet was mostly twigs and cones from evergreen trees. Just imagine these huge animals eating nothing but twigs and cones. But burning tree mastodon was eating moss, seeds, leaves, water lilies, and swamp grass. It is believed that our mastodon was female, and probably 30 years old when it died. Some of its bones revealed healed fractures, which were interpreted as being the result of battles with other mastodons. But its last fight was lost to humans. According to scientists who have studied this particular animal, the mastodon was probably forced into a peat bog where it couldn't run very fast. The peat bog would have acted like muck, suctioning the animal's feet to the ground, making it hard to move. That would have given the Ice Age hunters an opportunity to surround the animal and kill it with spears, which was suggested by cut marks left by stone tools on ribs and other bones. So, if hunters killed the animal to eat it, Why did so much of it remain? Well, there's a theory there, too, that maybe the hunters took part of the mastodon to eat. That could explain why it was missing about 5% of itself. And maybe they left the rest of it in the bog, expecting to go back and scavenge it again. But the mastodon sank all the way into the bog before they could return. And there it remained, untouched, for more than 10,000 years. Now, some fossils are mineralized. They basically turn to stone. But this bog preserved not only the bones and stomach contents. said they even found signs of muscle and cartilage still attached to the bones. It was quite a find. And early on, Licking County hoped to keep it and build a museum to bring in tourists. People flocked to the site when it was discovered, hoping for a chance to view it. The local historical society sold Mastodon t-shirts to raise money. And locals were keenly aware of another Mastodon that had slipped through their fingers. On August 12, 1926, a tenant farmer, James Bailey, found one of the animals buried on farmland that he worked in Licking County's village of Johnstown. It was a young male, probably 19 years old when it died. Throngs of people paid to see the unique skeleton back then, and the county hoped to make it a permanent attraction. But it was eventually sold to the Cleveland Museum of Natural History. So, when the burning tree mastodon was unearthed, people who remembered that story said they didn't want to lose this one, too. But, as is often the case, money talks. In 1993, the archaeological treasure was sold by the golf course owner to a museum in Yokohama, Japan, for $600,000. That's where it is today. Reproductions have been made. A full one is at Hanover College in Hanover, India, And I found a story that says a partial skeleton can be seen at The Works, a complex in the old industrial area of Newark, not far from where it was discovered. Now, living mastodons, of course, are long gone. They disappeared from the fossil record probably within a thousand years of the burning tree mastodon taking its last breath. Early paleontologists once believed they had been hunted to extinction. But recent wisdom has been putting more weight on another culprit. That they simply couldn't adapt to a warming climate.
0: That's it for tonight, listeners. For photos, news clippings, and more on this and every episode, hop on over to our website, ohiomysteries.com, and we will see you Sunday for our next regular full-size Ohio Mystery episode. Have a great week.